Young. This is Wes. And this is Ed. And this is the Nintendo Show, the best damn Nintendo podcast on the internet. This is going to be the official show for the month of March 2023. And on the official show, we talk about some news and new releases and preview the next month's game. So we'll talk about some stuff coming out in April. But right here at the top of the show, March 30th, 2023, you guys, we have to at least mention this happened. Oh, no. Former 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, indicted in the state of New York. Holy shit. First president or ex-president to ever be charged with a crime. Uh, That is false. Oh, sorry. Ulysses Ulysses S. Grant was arrested by a police officer for riding his horse too fast down the city street. Crime or misdemeanor? I actually don't know. Mm. I... Literally, someone said, t- said this earlier and then immediately corrected themselves. <laughs> that, that's a pretty epic um, actually. So I, I, know, I, know, I thought it was a fun one I heard earlier. Um, yeah, and there there are a lot of presidents that have avoided criminal charges. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would only, it, Nixon should have been charged with some yeah, kind of crime. Only, right? only wasn't because he was pardoned by Ford. Yeah, you know, that's a bit... Um, yeah. But at any rate, yeah, it feels as though this was so predestined, and yet why did it take this long? I mean, sure. Michael Cohen got indicted, went on trial, convicted, served his sentence, and was released. Served his sentence, then released under house arrest, and then served that sentence. Right. Yeah. And in the time that they have struggled to indict the man who told him to do the thing that he did that was illegal. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a little upsetting, but this also could be the first of a number of... Once. This is just the this is the very first one. Like he hasn't. We don't know anything about what's going on. I mean, don't, not that we don't know anything, but um, Georgia will likely charge him with something as well. We can only um, help for in, in trying to engage in um, election fraud. Is it election fraud? I mean, he was trying to manipulate the yeah. the officials. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's yeah, he was, he was trying to intimidate them into just throwing the election into his favor. Um, Dominion, I guess this would be a civil lawsuit. I don't know to what extent this would be a criminal lawsuit, but Dominion has every right to go after his ass for all of the lies that he spread about them, falsifying voting records. On January 6th, the guy incited an insurrection. And ultimately that, which has seen... Against a country. Hundreds of people now go to jail. This country. Yeah, and the QAnon shaman is now out of jail. Again, Mm. the QAnon shaman, uh, indicted, put on trial, convicted, served his sentence... And has now been released to a halfway house hmm. in the time that we haven't even seen Donald yeah. Trump, who orchestrated the whole thing. The entire thing. The human on Trump literally has a bullhorn and is says to everyone, Donald Trump says go home. He's letting us go home now. <laughs> it's, it's like... Yeah. And like, and all of these people, all of these fucking goobers who like are now like in a choir together and make this song with Donald Trump saying the pledge. Like, this is it's the weirdest fucking thing. We are living in the weirdest timeline. Um, the way that idiots but the, just line up and fall on their swords for this guy just. And but they they all say like me. when they're in front of a judge, they'll say, "Yeah, he told us to do this." And then, like, our obvious criminal president who committed obvious crimes yeah. yet to pay for any of them. I mean, I, I don't really have much confidence that he'll ever like, actually pay for them. I think the best we can hope for is he'll just spend the rest of his miserable life tied up in legal battles. Yeah. At, at this point, I think the rest of his entire life and existence, even from his own perspective, is probably performance art. Hmm. I think that he's engaging in this glorious show for everyone to see, like... The fact that he is said to have wanted to have been given the perp walk and wanted to be sh- like shackled and let out. Did you see where he gave that speech? His presidential... Oh, in Waco. 
in front of Waco, Texas. Uh-huh. Like, and I understand in his uh, adult mind, perhaps he 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 only sees Waco as this event in which the federal government engaged in overreach that killed a bunch of civilians. And if that's your understanding of it, I guess maybe that makes sense. But like Waco, Texas was the result of the Branch Davidian, a cult, a doomsday cult that murdered the children there. The feds didn't kill the 17 kids there. Like the cultists killed them and then immolated the entire place. Like, holy shit, this is not... It's it's so strange. It is just yeah, so we, fucking bizarre. I don't know what it would be. We, we've Pissed reached off like for a laugh. It's we, so weird. We've reached like the point of beyond satire, beyond parody. Like how how do you like take this the the next step to parody? Like this, any, this is such beyond absurdity that any official at any level or any politician at any stage in their career would give a speech in which they are defending the people at Waco, right, <laughs> against the federal government. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is who are these people oh wow wow but like i just i wanted to kick off the show with this because it is like, we occasionally touch on american politics not so much within the past like couple of years because things I was gonna have, say much to wesh's chagrin <laughs> when we do we go <laughs> we go on but this is like one of those things like like people who pay, who pay close attention to American history American politics is like a, a this day in history kind of thing like you'll remember where you were when you heard that uh, Donald J. Trump was under indictment and presumably soon to like appear in court or be arrested so we'll see how that all works out but video games fellas mm-hmm. we actually got a whole lot of news to get to we usually kick it off with the new game announcements I don't have much a um, an, an RPG, very anime game, Crime Machina from Furyu, who made a lot of 3DS RPGs that I liked. Um, that's why I bring that one up. A game called Tamarack Trail. I honestly don't remember why I had this game on the list. But Wargroove 2, you guys. That's going to be great. I liked Wargroove 1. As did I. I haven't played it in a while. Um, and I guess with me being so excited for Advance Wars to mm, come out. It's true. I can't say I'm that excited about Wargroove 2 already. I don't know how... These games are notorious time sinks anyways, mm-hmm. but I think it's cool that they're at it again. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool that they're, they're, they're still... They did, they did nothing wrong with that first one. Again, that is kind of one of those games where they nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think they fun. also did a really great job of having like this sort of adjustable difficulty because if you're just playing in the standard uh, difficulty setting, there really were some levels, especially when you get further into the game, where it, like it's very exact. Like You are solving like a chess puzzle you're in you're up against the wall right at the start of the mission and unless you're making these exact right moves in the exact right this places this a minute and a half trying to open a fucking bottle <laughs> hey, do, do us a favor don't put the cap back on because every time you the screw the cap is going back on every time you screw and unscrew that cap the mic picks it up well the, every, they, they don't want to drink why not thirsty then? then why are you being so careful now <laughs> I, I can't win with you guys. Oh my god! Give, but, me, give me a sippy cup. I, like, <laughs> I think what we should do is just pre-open. I don't want, I don't want loose things falling into my drink because of your precious sound. All right. <laughs> this comes from the guy that fucking picked up my TV remote with his feet. Fuck you. <laughs> I had your dog on my lap, and I didn't want to disturb him. My favorite part is when I'm talking about music and I'm discussing the audio fidelity of something or how important guitar tones are, and then. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know the listener hears that and thinks, how can he have these opinions about music and not give half of a fuck about the fidelity of the recording I'm listening to right now? We don't have a record studio backing us up. 
<laughs> but, but I'm real tempted, Wes. We for, just have, we just have John's Venmo account. <laughs> the, uh, like seriously, every time. Every time. When how does it pick up that every time? It does. Uh, when what the fuck? When we do the April uh, albums, we're just like gonna go to play the nachos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just oh crunch through it. I think a bubble wrap. Oh, this would be amazing. I'll get some of those. Uh, what are the ones that like? The sugary ones that make like the bubbly flavored. Or the Pop Rocks? Yeah, Pop Rocks. Yeah, yeah, I have five rocks. bottle sodas I'm just not going to open until then. I'll eat some sunflower seeds. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like smacking bubble gum. <laughs> like, there's no way it's hearing this right now. I mean, not, not well. Alright, we're moving there's on. No, more Group 2. More no Group 2 is a video game. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, like you were saying, Advance Wars kind of takes a lot of the wind out of the sails because this was supposed to be like the thing that fills the void left by Advance Wars. Now we're getting an Advance Wars game. I don't think this game is coming out anytime soon. Maybe this year. I wouldn't be surprised if it's next year. So we've got we got some time to, you know, fully engage with Advance Wars before this one comes out. Yeah. And we've got a release date update for Dokapon Kingdom Connect. It's coming out oh. May 9th. Fuck. Yes. Three days before I'm, Zelda. I, I'm still 100% convinced that I've willed this game into existence. You say that about every game. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, this one, yeah, this and Pokemon Snap, I'm taking credit for. I, I willed this into existence out of sheer willpower. I'm using will a lot. All right, let's, 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 like let's go. Me and Ryan are the only two people buying Fatal Frame games now. That yeah, you're the two keeping cool. that one alive, too. This podcast. I mean, people don't thank us enough. We, we we do a lot for the Nintendo. I'm, I'm going to set up a Gmail account just so people can thank us. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. I did one years ago. <laughs> did you really? Yes, I gave it to you and then nothing happened with it. I probably forgot the password. <laughs> oh, well. Gospel or gossip, fellas? Let's hear it. Let's do some gospel or gossip. Okay, ready. ready. All right, we got some new Switch rumors making the rounds again. Are these real gospel or gossips? Or did you... you get mad at me if I make things up. So these are actual these are actual rumors that we are going okay, to judge. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Are the rumors real, or did you make up rumors? I did not make up these rumors. Did you start these rumors? <laughs> <laughs> I did not start these rumors. I was out on like a, a message board at uh, Resetera or whatever. I content for my podcast. <laughs> um, this one, it, the, the this new Switch Two rumor is based off some new NVIDIA chipsets. Uh, the Switch One uses. The NVIDIA chip, so it's presumed that the Switch 2 or whatever successor system will do the same. Uh, the big thing about this rumor is that it is not a rumor about a Switch Pro. Now the, the rumor mongers have Switch gears, and it's now going to be all about the Switch 2. They've kind of given up on the idea, this totally fake idea, that there was ever going to be a Switch Pro. I, now I hope there is one. <laughs> He's so fucking funny. Oh my god. We should we should change lanes too. We should get on board the Switch Pro train. It's like this is happening, guys. So I don't know. You guys think that there's any truth to any some sort of new Switch in the works? I'm sure it's in the works. I mean, that's kind of where I land. We've already it too. talked about that a bunch of times to the extent where it's like, yeah, they gotta plan an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's gonna be a two component console. One in which has. Um, what will be called the Nintendo Play, um, which will be the portable component, and then there will be um, the device that you have set up, and it will be called the Station. So you know you'll have the Nintendo PlayStation. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. What, a, what an amazing name. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, that's so good. Um, gospel. Uh, gospel. Yes. Gospel. <laughs> gospel. 
Totally true. I mean, <sighs> I think we firmly come to the conclusion, like, yeah, there'll be a Switch 2 one day. Is it going to be based on whatever chipset this rando on the internet is talking about? I don't know. Maybe. But will there be a Switch 2? Yeah. Gospel. Uh, another one. Here we go. I still hope it's a Super Switch. That'd be good, too. I don't know that the PlayStation is really working for me now. <laughs> what is the legal ramifications when they, do, they call it the Nintendo PlayStation? If it's oh, two separate words, it's fine. Totally fine. Put a space between the play and the station here. I, I'm sure Sony would try to cause a ruckus because like, right now they're trying to... Anyway, we're not going to get into the Microsoft like, Okay, we'll change the name. We're going to call it the Nintendo Sony PlayStation. <laughs> 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 it's, it's <gonna> the <laughs> Sony Xbox. <laughs> Uh, so here we are. There is a new open world, in quotes, Donkey Kong game in development at Nintendo. God, I hope not. According to this rumor, the development was originally started by uh, EA and Vicarious Visions. Um, and then, or was it Activision Vicarious? Who owns Vicarious Vision? It's one of the two of them. They fucking Blizzard? own everything. Yeah, well, it was part of work, really, work with Blizzard. Blizzard. I know recently with the Diablo 2 hmm. Resurrected. But and, and then they were acquired by yeah by I guess they were by Activision. Okay, so soon to be Microsoft, and then so it was supposed to be in development by them, but then Nintendo brought it back in house and are working on this open world Donkey Kong game. What do you guys think? Is that something that gospel or gossip? When we last left this series on the tier ranking, we were optimistic about the future and we're like Tropical Freeze did well. It did well on two different consoles. Like we're do for another big splash in the world of Donkey Kong. I think I'll say gospel. Okay. Gospel. What do you think, Wes? I mean, I'll say gospel just because open worlds are kind of the thing to do. It's it's kind of turning into like the next evolution of game series. Mm. I mean, look at Sonic. Now it's an open world. Don't you mean Sanic? Sanic, whatever the fuck it is. I mean, this is kind of like what they do. Is like we need a new idea for this franchise. Make it open world. All right. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It would be kind of a novel concept for a platformer to do that. To just make a big, giant, you know, increasingly explorable world. But you know, the further you want to go into it, the more difficult it becomes. Mm. You know, I, I think it, there's. It would be a novel concept for them to do something like that. And I would say, gospel. There will be something coming from Donkey Kong. And this sounds like a fun enough format. It would really spice things up. It could be a lot of fun. I think they just need to keep Donkey Kong in its formula. I mean, there's plenty of other things out there they can... It's like King of Swing? What? <laughs> <laughs> Mario versus Donkey Kong? That kind of game? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, Tropical Freeze was that kind of return to classic 2D side-scrolling yeah, style Donkey Kong, the thing that everyone loves. Yeah, the, the, its, its predecessor was called Donkey Kong Country Returns. It was yeah, yeah. Always, always that return to the 16-bit platforming method of Donkey Kong. Uh... I'm going to disagree slightly. I'm going to say gossip. Uh, I do think that there probably is some sort of Donkey Kong game. I think we're due for a Donkey Kong game at some point within the Switch's lifespan because we haven't gotten an original one. We've got a port of Tropical Freeze. I don't think that open world is the direction they go in this series. Um, but who knows? We'll see. But And as far as like it being in development with Vicarious Visions, I think that's total shit. Like Maybe there was a pitch that somebody at Vicarious Visions put together and that got conflated with them actually working on a game. Now, now I think if that there was um, a Donkey Kong game coming down the pipe, it would be something that originated with a uh, Nintendo studio or Nintendo-adjacent uh, studio, not 
somewhat Activision. And last one. This is a bit of an older rumor. I don't think we ever addressed it. There is a new 2D Mario game in development, specifically one with Peach as a playable character, which, according to the person who originated this rumor, they decided to point out that it would be the first time since Super Mario Bros. 2 on the NES where Peach was a playable character. Not, I suppose, technically true. Not entirely true, though, because in New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, you could play as Toadette, and when Toadette got a crown power-up, she became Peachette, which is a character that played exactly like you would expect Peach to do, even looked like Peach, had the glide and everything, but not technically Peach. So if there was a Peach playable character, it would be technically true that she hadn't been playable in a 2D Mario game since Super Mario Bros. 2. And I guess that's the best kind of correct. What do you guys think? Is Nintendo making a 2D Mario game? You think that's something that might be in the cards? That's a spicy decision if they do that. (laughs) Right? They're taking a real risk. You're telling me their flagship property, which is best known for 2D platforming, that they would do that again? I know, right? Games that sell millions and millions of copies? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to roll the dice on that. It didn't sell 30 million last time. I'm going to say gospel. Again, I've been very, I've been wanting to believe all, all of these that you've said so far, and I will continue to want to believe that Peach is a playable character, and I get to choose her as an option. That would be fun. Would be I'm really gonna, fun. I'm gonna agree. I think there will be another 2D Mario game, and I think I'll when it when it comes yeah. around, yeah, yeah, Peach will probably be playable. Yeah. I don't know if this guy on the internet, this rando dude back in December, is correct about this game, but I think it's an easy thing to just kind of predict. He's just starting rumors for his podcast. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so some quick hits of news. Mario Day was March the 10th. There was a Mario Day Switch bundle. Came with some red Joy-Con, some stickers. Oh, shit, there are stickers. I am stunned it's not selling that great in my store. Are you still got some? I, 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 I still got, like, five, you know, it's, it's a, six. It's a six-year-old system. I mean, you yeah, know? but still, it comes with a free game, and, like... The, um, and your choice of game. Your choice of game as well. And every Thanksgiving for Black Friday and stuff, we get the, the, Mario the Switch with the Mario Kart, and that sells out like crazy. People lose their fucking mind. Like Even this past Black Friday, they lingered a while, but we still went through it. What them. if you made the decision for them? What if you just put it out and said, this comes with Mario Kart? And don't even tell them, like, no, it comes with an option of games. I mean, it's right there on the front of mm. the box. I'm saying maybe it's your fault. It is a very <laughs> boring box. Hmm. The box does not look good. It's, it's very, like, uniform. Yeah, that's that's a thing yeah. that happened. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of different presentations from some different third-party de- uh, publishers and developers. Capcom had a spotlight presentation. Not really much Nintendo-related for that one. They, like, announced a demo for the Resident Evil 4 remake, which looks pretty cool. The only thing Nintendo-related was we got a release date for Phantom Detective Ghost Trick, which was a game that we talked about back when they did their most recent Direct in February. That was coming out June 30th. Not much else Nintendo-related. Level 5 also did a presentation um, where they talked about a bunch of Switch games we already knew about. Deca Police, Fantasy Life I, again, a bunch of stuff from the Nintendo Direct, but they went into some more detail. Uh, Professor Layton and Azuma 11. Then there's the Mario movie Direct. You guys watched the new Mario movie trailer? I did not. I saw a clip of Jack Black dressed as Bowser. <laughs> He's such a goober. On a morning talk show. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Which was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the trailer looks good. I mean, it's kind of old news at this point. This is a movie that will be out in 
Eight days at time of recording. Get the Mario movie. Yep. April 7th. I try to avoid trailers if at all possible. Mm. I mean, it's a Mario movie. I'll watch it for sure. Yeah, I'm going. I mean, you know. Done. Yeah, I think the... We can only assume it's going to be better than the last one they made, so... It's a high bar. Yeah. About Johnny Legs. Bob Hoskins. The tiny Goomba head. Mm. Mm -hmm. Goomba. Dennis Hopper. What a cast. I recently rewatched Demolition Man, and I feel like the under ground area of Demolition Man but it feels like they just used the same set yeah <laughs> perfect I, 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 I would be shocked if it wasn't but I think they've done a really good job with all these trailers and I don't blame anybody for not watching I, I think they do a good job of not giving away too much they don't have right. like these three three and a half minute trailers they're always like 90 seconds which is the way to do it Man, Demolition Man he just grabs a bomb and just throws it at <laughs> Then uh, just the other day, we got 10 minutes of the new Zelda Tears of the Kingdom game, which is five times as much content as we'd seen about this game in the past four years. <laughs> They've been keep, keeping this one uh, pretty close to the vest, haven't yeah. they? What'd you guys think? I'm, out of the entire thing, the thing that excited me the most is to actually have uses for that fucking slime. <laughs> mm. all, all those chew jellies that mm-hmm. you pick up? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's funny because the things that people want to know most about this game were like, are, are there going to be dungeons? Are we going to have like more bespoke weapons, like like hook shots and things? Is there going to be like an underground? Uh, what's going on with Zelda, the whole thing? And like, There's all these questions about like the things, these high concept things about the game, and they came in hot with mushroom shield <laughs> Which, yes perfect this is exactly what I didn't know I wanted I mean I'm going to be abusing the shit out of that shield mm. that, that's so good yeah 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 because, like, or, or you know you, you might even be able to, to fuse a, a puff mushroom onto your actual weapon and like strike someone with it and then scatter all the smoke well, there's, there's lots of different things that they showed uh, with that fusion you just mess around with yeah, yeah. I, I think it's very novel I think it's very cool that they're coming out with this and again, not trying to make, you know, like Breath of the Wild 2, not making mm. it be like, go find the Lionel and steal their sword, but more like, you know, what can you do with this environment that you have? I think that that was really, you know, one of the best parts about Breath of the Wild was the world that you lived in. It, it just, it, it felt so inviting and so interesting to just be a part of it that it's kind of nice that that's what they wanted to focus on most of all. You know, it wasn't shrine. I mean, and I'm sure that all of that stuff that we love about you know, about the wild will be in there, but just the fact that you can just see the hundreds and hundreds of hours of gameplay that you will have probably just dicking around with the shit you find in the world. You know, it's, it looks great. Looks great. Yeah, they, the thing I didn't know I wanted. Right. They they yeah. do a really good job of focusing in on like what, what's going to be what's going to be the fun thing about this. What are going to be the things that that are that people are going to want to really dig deep. And figure out like how how do we make the playground more immersive? Like we give yeah. this this big open world playground in the first one. Let's give more things to do. Yeah. Any other thoughts about uh, this this Zelda game that's coming out on May the twelfth? Looks pretty good. It's hilarious when you stick halfway out of the ceiling. You're just like <laughs> right, you're struggling <laughs> to get out. That, that, that was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, oh and they, we talked about uh, fusing the weapons, but then there's also just like the construction thing, which is a, a different power. It's called the, the Ultra Hand, which is referencing a, an old toy that Nintendo used to make. But rather than like permanently fusing things together, that's like where you're doing things like constructing your, your airship, or they showed a boat or a car. 
where you just kind of grab things out of the environment and see how you can stick them all together to make thick something that will either totally change the way you're going to move around in the world or just give you something to tinker with. I'm not creative enough. Like that, that's, it's, I'm going to get so triggered when I try to make this thing for four oh, hours. I, I will almost then... certainly just look up on the internet. How do you build this? <laughs> How do you build this? Oh, it makes me hope that there's like Ikea build guides in the game. Kind of like, <laughs> funny. What was that game we were playing where you would get pages of the, of the instruction book? Yeah, tunic <laughs> style where you just find instruction manual pages scattered throughout the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Um, yeah. There's also that, uh, uh, Zelda Switch OLED coming out on the 28th of oh, April. My Switch breaks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I probably won't get this because the resale market is bullshit and they're probably scalpers grabbing every copy that, that as soon as they go up for pre-order. I mean, um, there's a, I, I limit them. I mean... As it should be. Yeah. But from... Uh, online retailers and things like that. It's just yeah. they're, they're just so quickly just like write their script to grab them as soon as they're. Well, why don't you just go into a store, John? God, gross. <laughs> <laughs> don't There's be people there. Don't be vulgar. <laughs> uh, you know that actually happened with a record I wanted to buy recently. Yeah, which from one? an album we just talked about on the retro show. Uh, this record label called Equal Vision. They have the rights to. Um, second stage turbine blade hmm. uh, by um, oh fuck, I can't think of the band's name. I'm blanking on it. It wasn't Sorry, Finch, I was it? This up. What's up? It wasn't Finch, was it? No, it wasn't Finch. Um, I don't remember. Co- the... Oh, Coheed and Cambria. Oh, right. Yeah, it's their debut record, and it looks really cool. It was on this like green with yellow splatter looking record, and they pressed 2,500 of them. But like literally, they sold out within minutes of going up for presale. No, I, I I don't believe for a second there are 2,500 people that wanted that 21-year-old album. I think rather that there were 250 people that wanted 10 copies to flip. Yep. <laughs> yep. People taking advantage. Yeah, that's a shame. I, I think I, at some point I would like to upgrade my Switch because I'm still rocking the OG launch model. Same. But it probably won't be the Zelda one because probably just too you know what me to too. Go. And I think that's a those things are durable, huh? They sure are. That, that we haven't had to replace them. Yeah, it's still kicking. Yeah. Um, there's also a, a Zelda Pro controller out on May the twelfth, seventy five bucks, so a little bit more than a regular Pro controller, and then an OLED Switch carry case also out on the same day as the game. So some merch, some more merch. And breaking news, you guys, just today. What? E three twenty twenty three, canceled. Yeah. Surprising nobody. I did see that. Yeah, <clears throat> understandable. Yeah, so uh, I think we previously discussed a couple of months back that neither Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, or any of them were attending E3. And just a couple of days ago, Ubisoft pulled out as well. Um, so yeah, they just decided to, to pack it all in and say, never mind. I mean, I'm sad about it. I used to really enjoy E3. Just Me all too. the big cool announcements and everything like that. It was like, yeah, there's there's cool always a lot of buzz, and you got yeah. to like see all these people show you their commercials and stuff. It was fun. Yeah, but it yeah. used to be fun. Yeah, I feel like we uh, just uh, as gamers, it's something we prove we don't deserve. <laughs> <laughs> well, and 
for for certain companies, specifically like platform holders, they just seem to be able to to generate more buzz or dominate more of like a uh, a news cycle when they do their own isolated things. And we'll show all of our commercials around this time, and then have this space to ourselves, and someone else will show all of theirs. Yeah, and I think this all goes back to when they were like showing off that Mario Odyssey game, and they were like, "Mario's got a hat," and then everyone was just losing their shit. <laughs> And it overshadowed all the other announcements. As it and they're showed. like, these pieces of shit just show up, and their fucking thing that they've had for 40 years or whatever has a goddamn hat. It already had a hat. <laughs> it already had a hat. We spent so much time and money and energy we, we, and we, we, these teaser trailers, and they don't give a shit, because this guy's got a hat. We put Keanu Reeves and Norman Reedus in our games, and they're just flipping out about this chubby little plumber who's always had a hat. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I think we're done. I don't think E3s that we've already witnessed the last E3. Yeah, and there there are a couple of smaller developers who and and some sizable publishers that are moving over to Summer Games Fest, which is sort of a a tendril of the insipid game awards that happen in December every year now. Um, Maybe that becomes more of an event, but I think like the the big publishers and platform holders will just continue to do their own things. So, the E3 era is done. Guys, want to talk about some new games? I suppose. Let's so, do it. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, there are a bunch of new releases in March. A surprisingly busy game. Uh, a little RPG called called Meg's Monster. That one looks pretty interesting. Um, it's like a weird card thing, too. Yeah, yeah. And like the the one of the ob- objects of the game is like you're supposed to keep the kid happy because if the kid becomes unhappy the world ends which oh yeah neat little narrative uh, device thing. yeah I noticed that the monster has like a health bar of like 99,000 HP and you're mm-hmm. like 70 health the little girl right so he's obviously supposed to be doing all the tanking for you this is also very reminiscent of like Resident Evil 2 this dude looks a lot like fucking Birkin because he's got the big eyeball arm and oh, interesting. Even has his little girl with him as this like Sherry, Sherry. Morgan, who's blonde. So I think <laughs> Capcom might want to give him a call. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Got anything else you want to say about the Dead Cells Castlevania expansion? Oh, it's delightful. It's delightful. I really am enjoying it so much. Um, I've now made it through, quote unquote, very hard. Which is like God. I, there's hate. The, uh, I, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm done. I just just. All right. So when I had last talked about Fuck. it, I was talking about how I much, very much liked the purple dexterity builds. Mm-hmm. And while I still do find them enjoyable, I have absolutely switched over to the red brutality builds. Um, specifically, I was showing you guys uh, like earlier, there's just a number of really, really fun ways to play. One of my favorites is like using this um, ability to teleport behind your nearest enemy. Um, and you, there are specific weapons like assassin's daggers, which give you crit bonuses. And one of my favorites is just the Hotline Miami bat. It's basically you're just tel- teleporting all around this, the thing, just, just making them all just explode. It's fucking hilarious. Um, and yeah, like again, that's really what it boils down to, is you've got your three different colors, and just pick a color and go with it. Always max out red or purple or green, and then fill up your inventory with damaging weapons of those types. You do that, and as, as long as you're not just sitting there and letting things kill you, you'll just do so much damage. Apparently that's what I'm doing wrong, <laughs> letting things kill me. Yeah, you, you, you play a gentleman's game, 
You, yes. you, you want to let them take the first hit. This is not an RPG. It's not a, it's you're probably like, blows. I don't. You're probably yeah. You're probably Dark Souls in it, where you're like waiting to read them and decide when you want to roll. Fuck no! I'm just smacking them as hard as I can. <laughs> then then just pick a color and do that. <laughs> like just just fucking go for it. Yeah, yeah. It's always like, some kind of like bullshit too that finishes off the run. Yeah. Like I'm doing all this great stuff in full health, and then just like the big fucking gold golem guy. For some reason, I, my brain stops and he just beats the shit out of me. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> you're just like sitting there with your Joy-Con and hands just watching well, it happen. I, I like, there's something I could do. He he teleports to me. The second I roll away, he teleports to me. Is already swinging at a punch, and then I get away and he hits the ground and spikes pop out of the ground, fucking at me. I'm That's like, intense. I, I hate that gold golem asshole. Like I I I, a good, a good I now can kill it quickly. I do and that will help you, but I do. It is a tough enemy. It is a tough enemy. I do void the bank now. I just don't go to the bank because of that gold fucker. Like I just <laughs> the bank is also a very long map. It's probably the single longest map in the game, and the one that you can't just simply find the exit and leave from. Yeah, you gotta work your way. You through have the to get force. the different keys. Which to be said, I think the bank is awesome. It's a cool design and everything like that. I really enjoyed it. And then that gold asshole shows up and beats my teeth in. I mean, I just. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it can be tough, I guess. But really, you don't have to... I'm, I'm done. You don't have to, I'm just going to go. For starters, there's no enemy you have to engage in. You I'm can, aware, but that gold guy teleports to me. Yeah. <laughs> also, what I would recommend you consider doing, if you're... Like, you get those doors. You know those two doors that show up every time you enter a new area? Yeah. And it's like, if you either beat 30 or 60 enemies in a row without taking damage, one opens. Yeah, if you get through the... Yeah. Pretty difficult. Yeah, no, just... You can also get that from just finding the exit and leaving within two minutes of the opening thing. Yeah. You can literally not do any of that, and then you do that, and you will have a level four weapon. Like, a level four weapon will one-hit anything for at least the next two levels. I've been having too I haven't had too many issues with having a weapon strong enough. It's more of, I'm just a fucking dumbass, and something just does some kind of bullshit to me. And then I'm like, well, yeah, yeah that's a thing. <laughs> I guess. How, how many flask upgrades do you have? Four. You have four? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's as many as I have. Yeah, I suck at this game. <laughs> I get it, right? I get it. Enough of the commentary. <laughs> so, let, let, me, let me get this straight. This game has been out for like four or five years, and you guys are just now telling me there's a bank level? Yeah. And how many other like mundane stages are Is there an airport? Do you take a trip through the TMV? What the fuck? What, what is they this have, bank? They have an ossuary. You know what an ossuary is? I don't. It is the place where you store the bones of the dead. Yeah, that place sucks too. That's a cool one. That place also sucks. How does Bank work its way into the mix? Like, what is this Bank? It's kind of like a. They think added of it, it later. It wasn't. It wasn't there at all. <laughs> this is that the some of the exciting DLC. Yeah. Like, is there a post office? Here's a bank. Think of the it. The bank is cool though. Think of it as like a Green Gods kind of thing. It's like okay. where the goblins store all the gold. Mm, that is racist. Um, <laughs> Yeah, now that I say it all out. Goblins, I'm fine. There it is. There it is, being pretty racist, huh? It's it's a cool level, though. Everything's, like, uh, very gold, very gilded. It mm. all It's all very ornate compared to how grisly and uh, dirty the world and violent it feels. Even in its, pic, you know, pixelated format, it just looks and feels so dark that it is kind of fun to enter the bank, and it is just so gold-plated. It is just so bright and colorful, and yeah, the monster designs are really, really fun in that in that area, even if they are kind of tough. Yeah, it's yeah and then you get the one asshole who makes the other guys around you invisible until they start attacking you, and then you're like, "Where the fuck did they come?" Hmm. 
So yeah, I would recommend if you don't, don't it's another fucking game. Unlock Phaser, unlock the Assassin's Blade, and you'll just teleport around, stabbing everything in the back. Oh, and you get these little passive boosts as you go through. There's this little little like goblin girl in the in between areas where you kind of get to make some decisions about your character. Um, it'll give you like bonus powers that you unlock. Three of the bonus powers that I run that are just hilarious with that build in mind is one reduces cooldowns of skills every time you kill something with a melee attack. So you're already teleporting around and backstabbing the things that are instantly dying, which then reduces the cooldown to do it again. Another one is a spike damage for the first time you hit something, which, like, absolutely do that. And then another one literally just does bonus damage for having used a skill. Like, that's all you're doing. Teleporting, backstabbing, reducing the cooldown... Tacking on crazy amounts of damage, racking up all those skills. Yeah, again, that's how I'm. That's how I'm beating these bosses in five seconds. I just teleport back and forth around them, and then just stab them a bunch with my little dagger, and then that's the end of that. You give know? a little poke. Yeah, give them a little pokey doke. And uh, yeah, you know, <sighs> mother, mother, God, fuck. <laughs> you okay? You gonna be all right? uh, some blood vessel in my head is about to pop. It's fine. And the, and there and if you really want to do have a lot of fun with it, you can also sort of re-roll reforge and then increase the uh, quality of the items too so for me personally I don't buy a lot of items you, you get gold through the game from killing monsters and just finding items and recycling the other items you don't want but then you'll go to these shops and they'll sell you these items and it's like unless I'm really struggling for pieces I don't buy anything there I would rather just take the items I have and reforge them to where they have synergistic properties mm. you know like say I'm doing the little slicer thing that little turret thing that is that always just by default causes bleeding damage. So if then my baseball bat has a, has just the basic ability on it, just says like sixty percent more damage to a bleeding target. Like there you go. I mean that's that's a huge huge damage boost. That all I have to do is start on the slicer, teleport around. If they're even remote, like a boss will just and again instantly die. If you just kind of hop back and forth with it, like with the, with again a baseball bat or fucking daggers or. Even, like, the, there's one of the crossbows does critical damage if you're close up. Like, even that works with the phaser. You wouldn't think that this phaser thing is supposed to be, like, an immediate item. And then you have a bow that does damage to them. I don't know. I digress. There, there's a lot of really fun ways you can play with the different items in the game. And I didn't even get to the fucking shield one. There's this really hilarious, like, shield that you can get that charges forward. And then you have a spear that does spike damage if you have them against a wall. So you're literally just bullying everybody in the game up to walls and then just jabbing them <laughs> with your fucking spear. <laughs> it's just a game where, again, you're like, you know, you may be timid with these guys, but sometimes you just kind of run up at them and then they just, they don't know what to do. They panic. <laughs> yeah, they panic and they just like throwing their laser beams and don't know where they are. I digress. This game is hilariously fun. I love it. I really am enjoying playing it. Very cool. Uh, Metroid Fusion was added to the Nintendo Switch Online expansion for the the GBA. How about that? Metroid Fusion, fellas? Yeah. You guys ever play that one? Nope. It's real good. Oh, no, I did play a little bit of it. I never beat it, but I got a pretty good chunk in it. 
Yeah, yeah, a uh, really good game. I have not played that. Well, I played it back in the 3DS and as well as the, the GBA, but I haven't played that one in a while. I, I'm not playing it on Switch because I have not subscribed to the expansion just yet, but I am playing Metroid Prime Remake, which is a game that came out physically at the end of February. I did not get it physically at the end of February. I didn't get it physically until a couple days ago because it wasn't available. And Wes, you did have a copy. You're like, hey, you want it? And I was like, no, I'm going to wait a couple more weeks and get it. And I should have just gotten it from you because then when i go when i went to go track it down a few days ago nobody fucking had it it wasn't anywhere so i hopped onto best website in the world amazon and i was like all right well let's let's look at this and there were a couple of resellers and one of them was selling it for 43 bucks so i was like all right three bucks over msrp whatever but then i had to pay for shipping too so 50 bucks later I get it ordered, and then I get a text from you. <laughs> like, hey, I got it. Do you want one? Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, so instead of instead of being forced to pay a little bit more than the actual price and shipping, you could have just... Given you 40 bucks. Even less than that because of my discount. Right. Well, yeah, usually like when you pick up a game for me, I just give you like cash and like whatever. You can keep the three or four bucks that... Unless your discount is 50%. No, but yeah. I just paid him in Dr. Pepper and candy corn. <laughs> Do you like candy corn? He was eating it the other day because I, I, yeah, I, I just take it over this. I eat it once a year when it's all over the place. Like on the floor? It was like a month ago. It wasn't. It's like back in October I did it. I don't know that that's true. <laughs> it was like the St. Patrick's Day candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's the same candy corn from last year, too. It's uh, <laughs> candy cabbage for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Oh, that would sell. <laughs> Whatever you think. No, it would not sell. All right, I'll reach out to the branches people, and we'll pitch them this idea. <laughs> candy cabbage. Candy corn beef for St. Patrick's Day. Is it okay to be racist to the Irish? Is that all right? Candy, candy, no, it would be a candy potato. Oh, no. Mm, that, that might be the line, sir. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I got a bit of Irish in me. There's actually an interesting book that... Um, Someone had recommended, and I started listening to the audiobook form of it, but it was something like When the Irish Became White. Mm. And it's about Irish immigration in the late 1800s and early 1900s, and yeah. kind of how they were always the thought of as second class citizens in spite of being whiter than most of the whites. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very funny. Yeah, it is a sort of a, a weird a social construct that has been set up where, oh, oh whiteness even though your skin might be light wasn't all like like italian people the same way like they're they are also you know what we consider now is white but when they were first immigrating over they weren't like white anglo-saxon protestant so they weren't of the same social stature but then at some point like if your skin was just white then you were uplifted to the top of the social structure can we take a brief tangent back into politics real fast please oh my god so um Part of me, I mean, so Trump is truly terrible, but at least there is a sort of... Where is this going? ...comedy to him. Okay. You know, and I love the nicknames. I hate to say it, but God, I love the nicknames. Meatball Ron? Lion Ted. You beat me to the punch. You know, but like that, like Lion Ted, Lil Marco, Uh Lil Adam (laughs) Schiff, like Crooked Hillary. His names stick. Mm. And he was working that whole run to sanctimonious. Terrible. Terrible. Not his best work. But meatball run. <laughs> Delightful. And then he but tried to back this, away from it. Is this mean to Italians? Is he Italian? I, would, I think so. Oh, I don't know. Meatball Would it be run. more okay if he was Italian? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Is... Uh, 
If, if we're like, a, <laughs> I just love it. Meatball, if, we're, if we're like spaghetti Ron, like maybe, but I think meatball is generic enough because like there's Swedish meatballs too. Yeah, and he's got a big round stupid head. He looks, <laughs> he he looks like he's entirely made. <laughs> and he's a big round stupid man. <laughs> God, oh, and it's it's so frustrating, unbelievable that like the Democratic Party, the best they can come up with to run against this motherfucker is Charlie fucking Chris. Are you kidding? He can't win. He couldn't win as a Republican. Now he's a Democrat. He can't win then either. What the fuck are you doing? The Democratic Party in the state is fucked up. Yeah. What were we saying? Oh, Games. Metroid. Metroid. So I got a copy of Metroid Prime. I did play a little bit. Of it. I only got up to the point where you get the morph ball. So like. At most an hour in. But yeah, tremendous game. We'll talk about them more probably on the mini show. Really, really good. Ryan, have you ever played Metroid Prime? Um, yes. Yes, okay. I have. They're okay. fun games. Okay, good. Sorry, I'm a, little, I'm a little loopy. I still can't get over how to watch it. No, no. Ryan's got to get a tattoo on him somewhere. That's <laughs> <a> president. <laughs> president <laughs> Meatball president. Try that on Nintendo Versailles. Nintendo presents President <laughs> Meatball <laughs> <laughs> Meatball Run is a video game. That was yes. a video game name I've ever oh, heard of. Oh, I love it. Oh. No, but it's <laughs> a Ronald McDonald character. Oh. It's like Meatball Run the McNugget Buddies. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Metroid Prime games, though. I think they're very cool, and I like. The, I think they're a novel concept for, you know, so, sort of using first-person shooter aesthetics in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I want to play the remaster. I just haven't gotten around to it or gotten a hold of the copy. So. Really how, how are you playing it, though? Are you playing it like old school controls where the gun is stationary right there in the middle of the screen? Or are you using the other analog and doing that? It defaults to dual analog. Okay. And I was playing with that for a couple minutes, but then I switched to the uh, gyro controls, which are set up the way like the Metroid Prime Trilogy motion controls are set up with on uh, Wii U which is uh, nice for aiming. Uh, I might eventually switch back to dual analog, depending on how tired my arm gets. We'll see. I got, I got an old man arm. I can't hold the Joy-Con up for that long anymore. Uh, um, the Mario Kart Booster Pack Wave 4 came out on the 9th, as did Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. Physical copies are not here yet. Probably won't be here until middle of next month. So we'll report back then. Only came out digitally in North America because they know it doesn't sell. Yep. Uh, Figment 2, Creed Valley, Oni, Ride to, Road to Be the Mightiest, Oni. Those are both a couple of indie games that were highlighted on Nintendo Directs before. Uh, Legend of Heroes, Trails to Azure. Ryan, you gonna play Terminal Velocity Boosted Edition? I sure as shit am. This, yeah. game, this game is delightful. I know we talked about this a little while ago. I like it. It's kind of a classic game. Um, I remember being a lot of fun, and it's a sort of game I've been wanting to play recently, but I don't think I've had a good, like, version of this kind of mm. game to play, so I'm, I'm excited. I think it's a very fun game, and I'd recommend you guys try it out, too, if you haven't before. Post Void might be another one. Yeah. That's that's right up your alley. That just looks like Doom. I mean, just... Yeah, it, it's very much got that, like, uh, mid-90s PC shooter aesthetic to it. Where Oh, there's actually one like this that um, I put... I don't have my Switch around me, but I put it on my wish list. But it is very much like that. It's, um... Again, plays plays kind of like this. Like a Wolfenstein or Doom mm-hmm. game, but it's like... Certain components of it are, like, hyper-detailed. Um, yeah, this game looks like a lot of fun. If anything, it's it looks a little bit like Blood, too. Um, those Blood games were great. I mean, it's just... I, I can't even follow anything in the trailer. Like, it's just, there's so much shit going on. 
You have the very oversaturated colors. It looks really good. And it's very much in vogue to have these uh, games that are meant to look like retro and pixelated, but also very highly detailed, very busy designs. Um, it, it's a bit like um, the same sort of general aesthetic idea of something like uh, like an Octopath Traveler or any of those uh, um, triangle strategy kind of games where it, you're, you're looking at pixel art, but it is much more detailed pixel art than you would have gotten out of anything out of the 8 and 16-bit eras. Oh, the game in question was Proteus. That was the one. Oh, yeah, I, I remember that one. This game, Proteus, it, lo it looked pretty fantastic. Um, so I, I want to play that one. Two for sure. It's on my wish list. But, uh, wish on, list, on your switch wish list. But yeah, it was just a little too bright. It didn't. It just didn't seem like it was worth whatever they were charging at the time. But, but yeah, all these things eventually go dirt cheap anyway. True. We got a few more games added to the Nintendo Switch Online service: uh, Kirby's Dreamland Two and Burger Time Deluxe for the Game Boy, and then Xevious for the NES. And Side Pocket, which is a pool game for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, who doesn't love billiards? Bayonetta Origins, out on the Switch on the 17th. I am close to the end of that one. Uh, I like it. I'm at the beginning. I, I haven't really gotten going with Have it. Have you gotten through like the, the intro area? Uh, I did on the demo, and then I mm. just started a brand new one when I did, and I'm okay. not quite at the end of the intro area. <laughs> well, what, made you want, what made you want to start a new one? To be honest, like we, I played the demo and I was, I don't know, I have no idea. I just felt like I was like, okay. yeah, fuck it, start it over. Who cares? Okay. No read, no rhyme or reason. So I, I, I like it. Um, we on previous shows had compared it like maybe some of the the gameplay sensibility to something like a hob, and I think like the the comparison is fair. It not it doesn't have the same sort of. Um, my first instinct is to say openness, but Hob isn't really a super open game. Uh, Bayonetta Origins is very much more like on a pathway. Like you're working your way through uh, uh, corridors within this forest rather than... Yeah, which is what I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. I really didn't want something like a Hob to be super exploration like that. Yeah. To, it, to that extent. Hob is definitely much more of like a, an exploration-based game. If you're... like Bayonetta Origins will literally have like footprints for you to follow so you can stick to the main path yeah. and easily find your way back to the main path that you're looking for. Whereas Hob is a, was a game that let you get more lost in it if you had no idea what to do or just wandered off the path and forgot your way back to the where, where you're supposed to be next. Bayonetta is a bit more friendly about um, getting you back onto, or keeping you on the direction you're supposed to be and then getting you back on there if you veer off. And there are a lot of opportunities to veer off the path and uh, engage with some of the other like like puzzles or side objectives you can do throughout the game. That gets easier when you get further into the game and unlock things like a fast travel. You unlock more more skills. Like in a, in a Metroid fashion, there are roadblocks in your way. Sometimes literal roadblocks where you know when you gain a new power, um, represented by some sort of like elemental ability, water, fire. Uh, uh, you get like a forest powers or like grass powers, put in Pokemon terms, and and ground, and each one of these elemental affinities will have an associated roadblock. So like, okay, well this thing is blocked by this wall of flames. When when you get like your water powers, you can go back there, knock it out, maybe find a treasure chest, maybe find a different side objective, because there's lots of different things to collect that will in turn like 
churn into like the the uh, the the money basically the the currency that will help you build out your skill tree more to deal out more damage in fights, or there are things that um, well no that's it end of list all of it just feeds into the economy of the game because the, the, there's four different currencies there's currency you need for bayonetta there's currency that you need for cheshire to keep on expanding their skill trees and then there's a secondary currency for each of them with which also just goes into their skill tree so really everything you're doing is just helping you max out your your character trees um but the, the, the fun part of the game is just really like moving throughout the world, really nice looking world, and figuring out the little puzzles that just keep you progressing. The game has a really good sense of forward momentum, and now I don't regret telling you to take the cap off. And yeah, I not knocked it over. Yeah, see, I, I'm smart. I know how clumsy and dumb I am. I think we I'm agree on the sippy cup now, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe with some nice handles. <clears throat> I mean... You got kids. You still got some sippy cups lying around, don't you? They're nine and ten. No, we do not. Not anymore. Now you want to keep them around? <laughs> no. Maybe you could just like try a non-carbonated beverage. Maybe. You know they make those. Water. I mean, the only yeah. reason why I hit because of my soda. Just, just, <laughs> let, me, just let me drink my soda. First, I'm bad at dead cells, and now I can't drink my drink. What the fuck? It's been a tough day for you. It's rough. I need a blankie. I don't fucking. <laughs> you're you're blanking your sippy cup. Yeah, exactly. What's the fuck wrong with you guys? Uh, combat in the game. Um, I'm sure everyone who's found this podcast on the internet is aware. You're controlling one character with the one analog stick and the the shoulder and the trigger buttons, and the other character with the opposite one. Um, not really as difficult as I thought it was going to be. Like I listened to a couple of reviews and read a couple of reviews and talking about it was tough to manage both. I'm like, no, not really. Like if you use casuals, the, yeah, it's just. Pretty simple. You use one character, you use Bayonetta to freeze the enemy, lock them into place, move out of the way, and as long as you just avoid, like, getting her out of the action, the other character moves in, does a bunch of damage, Cheshire fucks them up, and then if they're still alive, freeze them again, move back in. It's, uh, it's not super complicated. You do unlock, like, extra uh, damage combos as you go throughout the game, so it keeps it fresh enough. But the battles are few and far between enough to where I've, I haven't gotten to a point where I end up in a battle like, oh, great, another one of these. There are some battles where, like most, most of them are broadcast. You can tell when they're coming, so you, you know what you're about to engage in. There are sometimes, like if you're going around the world, like there's a, uh, an enemy that'll pop out of a bush and you get into a random fight, which is annoying in most games, but in this one, they're over so quickly, it's almost not even worth having them in the game because you're not really gaining much uh, currency from them anyway. But they're they're a trifling matter. They're nothing. They are to be trifled with. Yeah, you can trifle with those. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm at a point in the game, I don't think it's a spoiler to say there's 13 chapters. I'm in chapter 11. Chapter 12 and 13 are kind of like the end game. Like, I, I looked ahead at a, uh, a Let's Play. Chapter 12 takes, like, three minutes to get through. It's pretty much just like... You remember that part in Resident Evil 2 where you got to run from the alligator? Yeah. It looks kind of like that. Okay, that's and that's the, that's the entirety of the chapter. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Chapter 13 is just the final boss. So I decided I'm at the end of Chapter 11. I'm going to go around to all the different zones and pick up all the stuff that I didn't get the first time around. Or, or stuff that maybe I can get now that I have more of those elemental affinity things that I was talking about, all those power-ups. 
So when I when I started my retraversal around the world, I was at seventy percent collection rate. The game tells you, which is nice. It's nice to have that information. And the map, there's a sort of like um, love hate relationship with the map because it does a very good job of displaying what you've done and what you can still do in each of the zones. And there's maybe like a dozen, maximum 15 zones, that kind of range. And it'll tell you like, okay, you found this many little, uh, they call them wisps, just like little dudes you can rescue. Um, you found this many of Bayonetta's secondary currency that I was talking about. You found this many of Cheshire's uh, secondary currency, like all of the little collectibles throughout the game. It'll tell you how many you found, how many there still are left to find. So it's it's very easy to like zoom around on the map, uh, look at each zone and know, okay, I got a bunch of stuff I can do here. Let's go here, see if I can knock a bunch of them out. And they give you access to fast travel. So whenever you get to a, a save point, you have to be at a save point to fast travel. Um, so when you're there, you can just zip to the next area you want to be in. The, the hate part of this love-hate relationship with a map is it doesn't do a very good job of broadcasting where you are sort of spatially related to the other zones. So you're looking at a map of the zone that you are in. You can see, okay, well, there's a, a thing here and here they need to collect. And it looks like they're at the exits. They'll show you these are exit points to other zones, but it won't tell you what those zones are. And it also doesn't always do a good job of broadcasting when you've changed zones. Sometimes there's you know, a screen cut and a load point. So like, hey, you're loading into another zone. Other times it's just a smooth transition. It gives you some words on the screen. Um, and sometimes that means you've changed the zone. Sometimes that just means you sound like a subset of, a of the same zone that you were in. So there'll be times where I'm like walking around a zone saying, okay, I got a, th a few things I need to find here. Let's look around, see if there's new things I can interact with. And then I'll realize, okay, uh, I've, I've found a different area. I pull out my map to see where I'm at in that zone that I was in. And I'm at a totally different zone on the opposite side of the world map. For some reason, it took me from like the complete east side of the map to complete west side of the map. I've only moved through one zone. So it's very difficult to, and, they, and it would be easy to solve because all they'd have to do is when they show you the zone exits on the map, just put the words, what, where does this lead? Um, but for some reason, they have not done that. So sometimes you're, you're just wandering around and find yourself in a completely different area where you're trying to find secrets. This is the long-winded way of saying, uh, I was at 70% and after an hour and a half of wandering around, I was at 72%. Mm -hmm. Could have made this part snappier. Do you want like a dousing device? One that points you in the right direction. Yeah, yeah give me give me Phi and the dousing. I'll take it. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, you, you truly have become desperate, my friend. Now, I, I, I don't know if maybe I, I'm trying to engage with it the wrong way. Maybe like if I were to finish the game, maybe there's like you can re-enter and then it, it they, opens something like, up. Are these just like marginal boosts to like health and damage? Yeah, essentially. Why need them? I mean, do you think the boss is going to be hard? No, I don't think so. That's none of the John's game is a completionist. I, yeah, I, I was at the point where I was like, well, I, I got, you know, I, I'm, I got Metroid to play. I'm still playing through Octopath, but I'd really like to, to see more of this Bayonetta game. And after wandering around for an hour and a half, I don't know if I want to see more of it. I might just finish it off. Because if I'm wandering around for another hour and a half making marginal progress, 
I'm going to like it less. I'd rather finish the game while I still like it. Yeah. But yeah, overall, big thumbs up. I recommend it. Very cool. Uh, let's see. A couple more games to burn through real quick. Have a Nice Death was on the 22nd. And Atelier Rise of 3 was on the 24th. MLB The Show on the Whoa, 28th. What's it, what's, it, what's it called? What's it called? Atelier Rise of 3. Yeah. Oh, I don't have the subtitle written down. You got it? Alchemist of the End and Secret Key. Oh, perfect. A lot of what words. a name. A lot of words. MLB The Show 23. Oh, opening day was today, fellas. It was? Yeah, today was uh, of the MLB 2023 season. I saw the Red Sox put up like 10 runs. Man, a loss. Nine runs. In Nine a, runs. Yeah, uh, they, they were down like 10 to 3 at some point. Um, oh, ouch. Yeah, during spring training, they said like, oh, this guy, Corey Kluber, you know, who's, who's really good with the Guardians several years back, but has kind of hopped around and dealt with some injuries, uh, has not been very good recently. They're like, he's going to be the opening day starter. Like, why? What are you doing? Chris Sale is on your team still. I don't know. It was a very strange decision. He gave up five runs in the first four innings. Playing the Orioles too, right? Yeah, and then the, the Orioles aren't like the... The, the sort of uh, dregs of the American League that they used to be. They're, they're on the uptick. They finished above 500 last season, so they're they're on the rise. Okay. But they, the Reds like to not put their best before it. Impressive that they were able to put up nine runs and claw their way back, but they couldn't push the last two mm-hmm. across and get the win. I'm going to actually go see a baseball game in a few weeks. Oh, yeah, which one? trip to Pittsburgh planned. Oh, shit. Yeah, they're going to play the, uh, the Reds. So two very bad teams, very bad teams. Yeah, it's not, not a great matchup. I, I did see a list though. It was the thirty best ballparks, and I was curious as to where Pittsburgh would end up on the list. It was number one on the list. Oh shit, nice. Yeah, and you know, it, again, it's got an absolutely gorgeous view of downtown Pittsburgh there. So I'm excited. It should be a fun trip. And yeah, very cool. An enjoyable baseball game. Mm-hmm. I hope they score a lot of runs because that's the the fun ones. Uh, do they? I mean, no. I hope it's a pitch clock and a, a, a brisk. You they know, do it. They do it. Maybe the pitch a two-one kind of game. <laughs> Get out of there in an uh, <laughs> yeah, hour and a half. I won't be there for five hours. It <laughs> was a brisk ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Dredge came out on the thirtieth, which is today. I watched the trailer for it. What the fuck is it? I don't get a sense of exactly. Is it like a just a adventure, like a point and click adventure game? Or yeah, something? it looks like a sort of like horror point and click. Okay. Yeah, cool. looks looks interesting. Cast some kind of weird. Like almost Lovecraftian angle too, with like this giant sea monster and tentacles, and I don't know something that appears like it's from the early 1900s. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't like that this stuff can coexist on the same platform as you know something like uh, Atelier Rise of Three and Bayonetta Origins and and Post Boy. This is like a, a nice lineup of all. Wait, Atelier Rising. Atelier Rise of Three. There's. Is there more to that? Or? Yeah, there is. I didn't write it down. <laughs> Alchemist of the End of the Sacred Chain. Al- Alchemist of the End. Oh, that one. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. But it's a, it's, it's a nice lineup of a bunch of different types of games. It's a good month. Yeah. A lot of different stuff to engage with. April didn't have quite as much. That's okay, though. Uh, I have, uh, first up, just in a couple days, Grim Grimoire once more. I think it's a remake of a PS2 game. There's a demo. I meant to try it. I got... Uh, distracted by Bayonetta and Octopath and Metroid, so is it some kind of like weird summoning game? And I then remember... on top of that is like a tower defense, like you you summon little things to like defend your tower. And I remembered this game. It's, it's a vanillaware game. 
uh, from the PS2. I remember this game being like a side-scrolling action game. I must have been thinking of I must have been thinking of Odin Sphere. Maybe. But I don't know. Like VanillaWare has nice looking games. I think it's kind of their uh, the, the best thing they got going for them. I mean, I like the artwork that has like the little cutscenes that they're talking to each other. The artwork's really nice. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. I'm not gonna lie, I am kind of intrigued. Yeah, it, it's you know I, I played one years ago and thought it was really hard because I could not understand what the hell I was supposed to do. We just talked about one of those on the retro show. Mm-hmm. Was uh, this was this the one that probably were, not? But, it had yeah. just like this crazy intense deck, and it was like impossible yep. to learn it all. Yep. And, yep. Yet they made it so needlessly. Yeah, yeah, they, they take a side-scrolling action game and turn it into this weird, like, deck-building pseudo-strategy RPG. Yeah. Mm. What a strange direction to take that series. Uh, let, oh, you guys, Advance Wars, Reboot Camp. We are yeah. a mere three weeks away. Here it's it is. going to get delayed. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. <laughs> How dare you, 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 you soothsayer. It's going to happen. Like, it's just... I'm telling you, if it happens that I'm calling it, I swear. Oh, I, I feel like we've been talking about this game for years now because it keeps on like it, it disappearing to the void and is finally making a comeback. I'm so I'm so pumped. This game is so good. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Uh, After Image, which is a really nice looking like Metroid style game. Yeah, this uh, looks cool. I think we might have talked about this one a while back because this one's uh, one that's been announced for a while, kind of disappeared into the ether, but. Finally got a solid release date. Looks like a cool game. You guys got any more thoughts about After Image? Nah. Cool. And then Trinity Trigger. I don't have much thoughts about uh, this particular game either. It's one... It has some, like, RPG pedigree behind. I think, like, some people who worked on games like Secret of Mana might be behind this one. So some old-school action RPGs. Looks kind of cool, but one that'll almost, like, certainly get buried on the wish list. Yeah, I mean, I've seen... Yeah, it, it nothing about it stands out to me. That I'm like, this looks really. It just looks like the same shit. I mean, I think that the thing that's got going for it is like for RPG enthusiasts, the the pedigree of the the people making it is probably the thing that's got going for it the most. Which you know, unless you're really into Secret of Mana and old school action RPGs, probably doesn't mean anything to you. It looks interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I keep an eye on it. But obviously. Advance Wars is the uh, the game to look forward to the most. Yeah, it's the real winner. Now, not only in uh, April, but in life in general. Mm-hmm. There will be no more big games after Advance Wars. That will be the end of it. Yeah. Hey, if it comes to that, good or run. <laughs> yeah, if, if we all run. die on April the 23rd, yeah. at least we got Advance Wars. Mm-hmm. So, you guys anything else we need to address here? How's everything Everything in life is going, going well? D&D movie comes out tomorrow? Well, I actually already saw that. I saw it last week. What did you think? Um, Don't spoil anything. I'm going tomorrow. Tell me how it ends. It's really good. It's really good. I think um, I very much enjoyed it. It's uh, The characters are really interesting, and, and it's they're not overly quippy, and they're just having a good time. And um, I don't know. I think if you liked the, the pacing and vibe of like a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of movie, you would enjoy it. Yeah, and I don't think uh, I think the thing that I'm glad was not in there is that they weren't pandering to people that actually play D and D. Like, there's never no one's ever rolling a dice or no one's ever mm-hmm. like, you know, 
specific like you see you will see events and actions and spells in the game where you're like oh that's a that's a cantrip or like that's a that's a piece of the lore of it um yeah, they throw a freaking owlbear at you <laughs> yeah like that's that's in there but it's not like look at the owlbear everybody like hey nerds like eat from the trough you know they don't they don't uh, pander in that regard it's fun it's a very enjoyable movie and I like the cast it's good I'm excited. I'm going, to, I'm going tomorrow night. So yeah, okay. for whatever reason, they were doing like this sneak preview thing, hmm. um, and there was like only one showing at two p.m. on Sunday. And I went. Yeah, they're doing like D and D right now is just becoming its own kind of monster. Like especially for this movie, like I've probably gotten like five different books based on this movie. Even like I got I got one book that's literally just like clips of them, just pages of them making the movie, and I got like this okay. little kids like D and D kind of book. Of the movie, like yeah. I, I got so many weird coloring books, yeah, lunch boxes, merchandising. It's like D and D, the flamethrower. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, and the villain in it, she's delightful. She's yeah. really, really cool. She's like the best character in the thing. She's no, like, I mean I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. And this whole Mario merchandising, oh my god, they're really going nuts for that movie. Mm. Just <laughs> yeah, Meatball Mario, they call. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm taking. I'm, I'm probably gonna wait a couple weeks, take the kids to see the the Mario movie. So it'll probably still be a pretty full theater, but it won't be like super packed. We we took them. Me and my dad actually took them to see that uh, that new Puss in Boots movie. How's new that? in quotes. Yeah, it's garbage. Yeah, boy. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend and I we tried watching the first one I don't know what compelled us to do it but we were like we put it on and we had to stop it about 30 minutes like, <laughs> you're oh, like, it's real bad you were like we watched Ice Age let's try this Puss in Boots movie that's enough that's enough of that I think we enjoyed the name of the female cat though Kitty Softpaws Kitty Softpaws yeah. a delightful name but other than that we were just like this is such this is so bad yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is not better as the franchise has gone on this sort of spin off of Shrek I bet it made hundreds of millions of dollars though yeah maybe I mean, they got they got our money, but the the children liked it, and I'm not gonna break until that it was a bad movie. So. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna tell them. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell them they watched garbage. That their opinions were wrong. And <laughs> but at Regal, they're doing they're like you know those kind of retro rewind yeah. showings. Land before time. Oh, nice. Back in circulation. If you want your kids to cry, <laughs> <or> <laughs> cry. and then at the end of the movie, you have to remind them that every that they're all dead. They've been dead for <laughs> they're all years. Let's go put some dinosaurs in my car and drive home. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, um, I, they they've seen that movie. It's been a long time since they they saw it, so they probably have still have vague memories of it. But yeah, uh, Ripley really liked that one. Um, yeah. Probably she's 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 homicidal and wants to kill her mother, but so she she was rooting for. Okay, <laughs> she was rooting for Sharptooth. <laughs> by, All by right, um, Sharptooth red eye, yeah, <laughs> that piece of shit. But they, this this Puss in Boots movie, like it, it was, like the 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 F tier of like of the deer tier. Not not the deer tier, but the F tier of like fairy tale in quotes characters. The well, there, there are a couple of different villains. One is... Uh, that, that was a thought we had when we watched the first one. It's like, this is like this is like a D-list character yeah. here for us to be rolling into to have another one of these films. And that was like the thing with Shrek is like, 
the the franchise will, will bring like things that you probably recognize from other like uh, fairy tales or, or movies and shit, and make like little reference to Pinocchio and the Gingerbread Man and these things. Like, yeah, you know, maybe may C tier, but recognizable. Um, two two of the the villain groups in in this Puss in Boots movie. One was Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and like they're some sort of crime family. Um, cute. And then the other one, the main villain, voiced by none other than John Mulaney, was All right. Little Jack Horner from the nursery rhyme. And if you don't recognize it, I don't blame you. You're not supposed to. They make a joke in the movie. <laughs> like no one knows who the <laughs> fuck you are. It's this weird like moment of self-reference, like where yeah, we know that this is like a terrible F-tier character. Why did you bother? And they're like, I don't know. Why did we bother? Like, we know we're shit too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what John Mulaney's doing in this movie. Whatever, can make that money, get that paycheck. And again, not to just drag the thirty minutes of one I did watch, but I think twice they guffawed at their own jokes. Like, <laughs> these are such bad jokes. Why are we telling them? So they're, the they're, characters in the story acknowledge how fucking garbage their humor is. There, there is. A couple of times that I was amused by this movie, not by any of the main characters. There's like a, a Jiminy Cricket character that shows up an hour into the movie and then leaves 20 minutes later. I was like, no, more of that guy, please. Because it's whoever's doing the voice is doing the Jimmy Stewart impression and is rolling around with the villain being like, what an absolute psychopath you are. You're supposed to like, I'm going to be your conscious now. I'm going to try to make you a better person. And then by the end, it's like, no, you're unredeemable. I'm leaving. <laughs> Well, we did have the Academy Awards recently, and mm. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio won. Like, animated? Like, animated yeah. film? I loved it. It was great. I haven't seen it. It was more it was like a stop motion mm-hmm. kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. But it was really, really good. Did they do the thing like toward the end of the movie where they go to the place and they transform into donkeys? There was no donkey transformation. Oh, thank God. It freaked me out as a child. No, that doesn't occur. This explains a lot. (laughs) This one's a haunt in its own right because of the stop motion weirdness of it all. It's not a very, um, what would you say, soft looking film. It's Mm. very jagged and, uh, I don't know. You kind of just have to see it, but it was really, really good. I enjoyed it very much. Where was the other one? Oh, oh, um, one other last thing about, uh, the, the Puss in Boots, the, the new movie. Uh, after we had gone and see it like two weeks later, it just became available for free on uh, on Peacock. I was like, son of a bitch! I could have just had them sit here and watch it. Whatever, it's fine. Uh, yeah, hey, at least you got to buy them expensive popcorn. Uh, yes, yes, I did get to do that. Well, they my my my, did you my dad my dad bought them popcorn, okay. and I was like, and then he bought you snowcaps. I, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I sat next to him for the scary parts. Papa. <laughs> uh, he he was buying them popcorn. I was like, you shouldn't do that. Like, I'm gonna get them some popcorn. They're not gonna want it. And like he sat down and like, do you girls want some? They're like, no. <laughs> like, I know they didn't, which is why I brought them this candy. This is what they really wanted. Um, well, if you have the re- do you go to Regal Theater? Or theater mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a Regal. Well, because if you have the points, they'll do like for however many points, it'll be like an upsell from one size to the other size. I don't think they prepare you for how big of a leap you go from <laughs> yeah, like medium to large. For that's your quarter. <laughs> for, yeah, for, for fifty cents more pounds like, of popcorn. It's like a tub this big. It's yeah. insane. It's monstrous. Yeah, how like, big, Ryan? It's, it's great for radio. It's this guy. big, yeah. It's this big, right? Oh. It's the, let's say it's the it's the size of a small beach ball. 
to the point where we were like, uh, we're not throwing all this popcorn away, right? And then we just took it home and we sealed it and we've been eating popcorn for days. <laughs> we were just like, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. It was fantastic. Like uh, candy popcorn balls. Yeah. Come with all, make Christmas decorations also, in by February. The, by the way, I don't know if it's by design, but virtually within 100 yards of any Regal Theater is a Dollar Tree. And is Dollar Tree really? will sell you all of those candies mm-hmm. for a dollar. So what you do is the $5 that would have bought you half of one of the candies at the movie theater, you go over to the Dollar Tree, and you just buy all the different candies, mm-hmm. and then you put them in your hoodie, and then you, I'm sure you make a lot of noise <laughs> as you're walking in. Why are you <laughs> rattling so much? Those are my car keys. Don't worry about it. They okay. don't care. They don't care. They're you got stuff. a Snickers bar tattoo. Uh, 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 you got a Snickers bar duct taped to your shirt under your hoodie. Just <laughs> I do the diehard style. <laughs> I do the discreet thing where I give them that handshake where I give them half of a Snickers. <laughs> and then, and then just oh, half a fun side. Snickers. It's a dollar. Give them a little full Snickers. Full bars. Oh no! Don't give away full bars. Yeah. Why are you break pre breaking a bar of Snickers? <laughs> <laughs> But oh, oh, speaking of uh, things on Peacock, I finished that um, fucking Poker Face. I can never remember the name of the goddamn show. Poker Face with uh, Natasha Leone. And I think talking talked about that one before. It's kind of like a, a take on Columbo where uh, they, they show the setup for the crime or they, they show the crime happening and then the rest of the show is like, okay, well, how do they figure out the rest of it? It's, uh, it's 11 episodes long and these episodes are pretty long. They generally range from like 45 minutes to an hour. And uh, it's a fun show. Natasha Leone is tremendous as this sort of like uh, old burnout millennial who's just kind of like drifting through life. Hey, Benjamin Bratt's in it. Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, there's I a like lot him. of people in this. Yeah. Um, Ron Perlman, friend of the show, is uh, in, in the last episode. John Hodgman's in an episode. John Hodgman's in an episode, yeah. Tim Meadows, yeah. I, I guess you're. it's with each episode you're probably getting an entirely new cast. Mm-hmm. Aside yeah. from these, I guess these two. Tim Blake Nelson? Mm-hmm. Oh my. Tim, yeah, I think I just said Tim Meadows already. Yeah, they got a lot of people coming yeah. in to do uh, roles in this show. The uh, Oh, uh, Luis Guzman is in one of the episodes. Yeah, Louis Guzzi. Yeah, we were just <laughs> talking about him. <laughs> Recently, we'll just talk right through that one. <laughs> it was in Count of Monte Cristo, right? Yep. He was, uh, yeah. With, with that, good. with that absolute loony. Mm-hmm. Um, Guy Pierce, of course, yeah. <laughs> is the loony I'm referring Guy, to. Guy Pierce, yeah, absolute notorious <laughs> crazy person. Yeah, uh, fucking uh, QAnon supporter, Guy yeah. Pierce. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. He seems like a nice guy. No. That was the other guy. Who's the, who the, Jim Caviezel. Thank you, Jim Caviezel. Yeah, he is the QAnon supporter. What a... What a dum-dum. Yeah, what a fucking tool bag. But uh, the, the thing about um, this this Poker Face show is a, a lot of the episodes end up being formulaic. They're going to somehow end with, you know, I, we got your confession on tape. We somehow trapped you into recording the thing that you actually did, and that's how we, we got you. Yeah. Which, after you see it three or four times, like, okay, well, maybe try something different the next time around. Um, and I, I think like the, the last episode might have been a little rushed, because you, without giving anything away, our, our main character, our heroine, um, ends up in, in a situation where it seems like she's going to be impossible to get out of, like, oh my goodness, it's going to take her, like, this is going to be a to-be-continued episode because we're 45 minutes in, and then they're going to somehow set up for how she's going to get out of it in the next one. And then, like, nope, they wrap it all up in 15 minutes. It seemed like a very quick way to wrap it up. Hmm. But overall, had a good time with the show. 
And they did also like have this uh, kind of contrived way of setting it up to where you know if she can get back on the road, they could do another season if they want to. Don't know if they will, but if they did, I'd probably watch it a bit more. She, it, it's fun enough watching her like kind of slumming it with blue collar America and solving murders. Very cool. Yeah. Anything else we need to address? Uh, I'm good. I'm good at color. Cool. Uh, next up's the Pokemon show. Oh, Fantastic. what are we going to do? I have no idea what we're going to do. I mean, we got more. Uh, we can talk about more of the new Pokemon from... I know it's... it's oh, it's, that's right. Yeah. How long has it been now? It's The game's been out for Since, six uh, months. Since November. Yeah. Yeah we, yeah, we still got a few more of the new Pokemon to work through. We could probably still film two, at least two more episodes of just if we each took four, just mm. doing more in-depth breakdowns of those. Um, there's that. There's tomorrow. There's going to be yet another. Um, what do you call it? Oh, is it the uh, the the raid? Samurai. Yeah, seven yeah. seven star Samurai. Uh, it's going to be a terratype bug. So I'm assuming mm. just because of the look at the thing, it's going to have mega horn. Mm. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. Like that'll be fun. I never did engage. Uh, I, I totally forgot about the decidui or the uh, the decadui. Uh, I got decadui. So if you guys want some, I can at least just make some eggs. Sure. Why not? If you want them. You don't have to. Might as well. And then we'll uh, we'll keep it going with the regular rotation in April. That's it. That's the end. So long, April.